these days with all the lockdowns and self-isolation, it can often feel like we're stuck in a greenhouse, burning and wiltering away with nowhere to run. But fear not, because this artist will cool you off and put life back into your system. I give to you Montana Sharp. How are you, Montana? I'm good. I loved that intro. That was... I want that, like, written in my bio or something. Ah, okay. Well... <laughs> Go for it. If you want it in your bio, then, yeah, go for it. Okay. Consider it stolen. Ah, okay. Right. Well, I'll only take 10% of, you know, all royalties. That's all right. I'm, I'm not too greedy. <laughs> okay. Well, exciting stuff, because recently you announced your debut single, the very mysterious and... I would say dazzling new uh, single Greenhouse, which you say is uh, about the lengths that humans will go to to protect themselves, even at the cost of many in, in the long run. And so this is accompanied with a fitting video clip that sees you on an endless carousel draped in luscious red and gold as spectators watch. So, what kind of provoked the inspiration for this song and the sentiment? Um, I'm not sure what provoked the inspiration. I really had written the song before I consciously um, knew what I was writing about. So, yep. I only kind of um, knew what I was writing about maybe in retrospect a couple of years later. But mm. I guess... Um, I was feeling very stable and secure and happy in my life. And um, I found that having everything stable on the external actually um, stirred up a lot of disturbance um, on the internal. And mm. so I think that's what Greenhouse is drawing upon. Oh, okay. Rightio. So it's not actually necessarily about the greenhouse gases or... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, a um, little bit of that too. I think you can infer it in any way you like, and that's certainly valid. Yeah, definitely. And especially these days, because, you know, with. Oh, you know, with with the COVID and, you know, people's attitude towards uh, self isolation and the lockdowns and everything, it's. Um, yeah, it's uh, it it definitely does feel like a greenhouse uh, sometimes, as I said in my intro. So um, yeah, totally. It's um definitely good timing to release this song. Yeah, it's almost like I planned the whole thing. Ah, <laughs> there you go. That that gives a juicy scoop for all the conspiracy theorists out there. Yeah. So Montana Sharp invented the coronavirus. Ah, <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, do I hear the um the the um the police knocking on your door or no? <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, musically speaking, I yeah, I I honestly, I'm a pianist myself, and I think the piano is like so underappreciated uh, in modern music and I absolutely love it when artists realise its full potential because it's so diverse and colourful. So 
What would you say your musical influences are? Because you definitely unlock the full potential of the piano, not just doing basic block chords. I do hear some nice marching octave melodies and some harmonic melodies in there, harmonic minor tones in there. So what are some of your musical influences that kind of blossom in this song? Yeah, um, I grew up doing classical piano, so I was um, classically trained. And mm. um, even though that wasn't a career path, I wasn't I wasn't really interested in pursuing that. I think um, I have a natural tendency towards those structures in yep. songwriting. Mm -hmm. I also know um, I wrote it around the time of... Passover in 2018 and I was watching the Prince of Egypt as I do every year on Passover hmm. and I think that you know that mixolydian flat two flat um six scale you know that really yeah. biblical middle eastern sounding scale oh, definitely. I think that really had seeped into my psyche and I think that also um influenced the songwriting of it a lot too yeah, oh, definitely. I I can't say I know all of the um uh you know like the mixolydians. Uh, I'm trying to remember the actual term for all of the um. I know all the the harmonic minors, majors, and all of that, but I think mixolydian is really the only other um odd uh, key that I know, and I. When I was listening to the song, I'm like, ooh, this is a very intriguing key it's in. So, um, <laughs> yeah, is it D-Mixolydian? Um, I would say it's more B-flat Mixolydian. So yeah. mix flat two, flat six Mixolydian, maybe. Okay. I reckon. Mm, and that probably makes absolutely no sense to most of our listeners, but... Anyway. Yeah, I just spoke gibberish. It's okay. <laughs> yep. No, uh, Dory, my, my family is well used to it when I say, oh, yeah, yeah, you just do this and th this minor key is you, you raise this by, you know, aug augment this um, note by a semitone and they're just like, uh, you might as well be speaking Chinese to me, you know. Oh, and people say music is easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay, so you said you're classically uh, trained on the piano since a young age, but what would you say kind of your musical roots and like when, how did your passion for music kind of manifest and bring you to the place you are now? Um, I think I really wanted to sing long before I could. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't one of those kids who grew up being able to sing. I was um I was always uh playing the piano, but around the time I started watching Glee, I really started to wish I was Rachel Berry and so then I really wanted to sing and I kind yeah. of just um I faked it till I made it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've actually gone through a similar thing over the past year it's kind of um yeah I've always been so self-conscious and thinking oh god if I sing there's going to be you know the police knocking on my door and all my animals you know like gouging to get out of the room and windows broken and anything and I just got to the point where I'm just like nah 
I want to sing, and if people have a problem with it, you know, they can write it down and post it to me. And yeah. 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 Anyway. Rock on. Cool. Okay. So. I'm hoping that there's more music to come, and so this isn't just the only song that we're going to hear from you? Yeah, I have um, the rest of my EP that I'm really hoping to finish Ooh. by the end of the year, mm-hmm. if restrictions ever allow for going back into the studio. So now I'm yes. really keen to Def- release the rest. Ah, very nice. Okay, so can you give us a bit of a sneak peek at... What's some of the sentiments, um, musical influences, and songs are kind of about? Um, I think a huge musical influence is Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. um, Sia as well, maybe some of her early stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm never like consciously writing to like evoke the style of someone else. It kind of I really prefer things to happen organically and without yep. conscious thought or intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's songs there that span like across many years across my songwriting career. So I've got some really early stuff, which was a lot more rock, edgy kind of vibes, nice. and then. I've got a lot of um, introspective ballads as well, which have more of that classical cinematic, um, you know, James Bond kind of style as yep. well. So there's a, I think there's going to be a really nice mix for a lot of people to enjoy. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, and it's funny, when you just mention, you know, the theatrical James Bond kind of feel, it actually reminded me of a band, a British progressive rock band. Well, I think they're actually classified as progressive metal, but I kind of put them as progressive alternative, whatever, uh, called Anathema. Have you ever, Have you ever heard of them? I have not. That is quite a name, though. Anathema. I like that. Yes. There is one song in particular. uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it just escapes me at the moment. Where, yeah, that song reminds me of a kind of James Bond vibe. So that's what reminded me. So I highly recommend you check out Anathema. I will definitely check that out. Hmm, cool. Okay, so... Your music is very powerful and very thought-provoking and kind of spine-tingling in a kind of creepy but awesome way. It's really intriguing and like, ooh, this kind (laughs) of, yeah, it strikes a a chord in a very odd way and very, yeah. I don't know how to put it, but without it sounding insulting, but it is awesome. It just... Yeah, it sounds sh- it sends shivers down my spine and goosebumps and makes me want to put it on repeat. And it's oh, nothing nothing insulting about that at all. Ah, oh, good, good. Okay. <laughs> so it's very powerful with with its intent and it kind of makes me think what are some of your goals for your music career? Like when you like I've got my goals with my journalism career and my own music career that you know where I dream to take it and what I intend to do with it. So what are some of your goals and dreams for your music? You know, I think 
like a lot of young musicians, like we start out in high school and we're like, how can I become the next Beyonce? Yep. And that's what we start envisioning for ourselves. Um, you know, the big pop star dream, which, you know, I think we it's important to always hold on to that. And then as you get older and you start actually working in the music industry, you start thinking less about the long-term goal and more about, you know, the short-term goals and the journey and the little processes along the way. And that almost becomes more joyful and more meaningful than, you know, envisioning yourself as Beyonce one day. Mm. So my, my goal is to build my audience, to release more music. And I don't know, I'm very, I used to be very long-term goal-oriented and now I'm extremely go with the flow and I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just grateful for each little bit of it day by day. Fantastic. Okay, so along the way, going with the flow and with how your music has been progressing and I noticed that you've um, yeah, um, been studying pop vocals um, at... I can't remember the name. Is it a type of university or TAFE that you? At Monash. Oh, that Monash. Okay, (laughs) that one. I've never heard of Monash. Sorry for my ignorance. Yep, correct. I've never heard of it. Where are you from? I'm Sydney. All right. So Monash is like um, one of the biggest universities in Melbourne, aside from Melbourne University. So it's the other big one. Okay, there we go. That explains my ignorance. So it's the UNSW of of um of Melbourne. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, as as I was saying, uh, trying to get my mind back on track here. Uh, so, what would you say some of the highlights have been on your journey so far as you've been studying pop vocals at Monash and you know, study um, classically trained piano and all of that along the way. So what are some of the highlights? Um, Undoubtedly, travelling to New York with Monash. We got to work with um, some of the Hamilton cast and crew. Um, We also got to do, like, workshops with celebrities and professionals in the industry, which was super, super amazing. Um, I've also got to go to Italy with Monash as well. Mm. Um, And I think Monash was just a really tight, creative hub where I was surrounded by really like-minded individuals. And I think we all, like, motivated each other and spurred each other on. So that was definitely a highlight for me. Okay, well, once this pandemic nonsense is all over, I might move <laughs> down to Melbourne and uh, sign up, uh, you know, come to Monash, because that sounds pretty damn amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great course. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that out of Sydney. Come on, Sydney, pick up your game. <laughs> it uh. was, um, we were actually, it's a very new course, so we were actually the first Ooh. guinea pigs wow. of the university, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, now I reckon it's time we get exclusive Montana, just me and you. Let's go for it. And all the listeners, of course. So, (laughs) what would you say an exclusive fun fact about yourself is? 
Fun fact. I used to work as a Disney princess doing Ooh. princess parties for little kids. So I've been all of the Disney princesses and I wore the wigs and the contacts and all of the fun stuff. Oh, that is very fun. Very, very <laughs> fun indeed. It was very fun. Oh, I bet. Do you still do it? No, no. I um, As soon as I uh, graduated university, I took up a corporate full-time job. And so, yeah, this was before Corona hit. So um, I didn't yeah. have any time. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise, I've got a little niece that would absolutely love an appearance, a Frozen appearance from you. So, they always want Frozen. Yep, I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know. You must be so sick of dressing up as Frozen characters. Oh, yeah, it's very, um, I mean, I'm very brown-haired and, and brown-eyed, so I, I definitely felt like a bit of a fraud pretending to be... Icelandic, blonde hair, <laughs> blue eye, all of that. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Oh, well, now it's time for my favourite question of all. That's right, people. It's what the F time. Well, I'm not a crook. So, <laughs> Montana, I know this might be a bit difficult for you, seeing as your music career is still pretty young, but have you had any hilarious, priceless, what the F moments on your music career? Um, I definitely have. So mm -hmm. when I was in university, my professor joked that I could write a song about anything. And so then he dared me to write a song with I wish I was a slice of cheese as the opening line and that was like <laughs> that was the inspo so I was I was really inspired and then the next day I um I came to him and I had a whole song about cheese written out and performed it <laughs> oh my god that that's... it was legendary oh my Excuse god the pun. do you have any recordings of that yeah, I do. I, it's very embarrassing to listen to. I'm not sure about the lyricism. Uh, I think there's the chorus is about a bagel and there's like lettuce and there's all the components <laughs> to a sandwich. Oh it's really emotive stuff. Oh, that is epic. Please send me a link to that song. I Oh my God, I've got to check that out. Uh, can I send it to you and it can be like an attachment to this post? <laughs> oh, definitely. Please do. Okay, uh, I'll do that. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute joy talking to you today, Montana. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And don't forget, people, to check out Kenai for Concerts on all your favourite socials and sign up to our e-newsletter at keenifeforconcerts.com. And, of course, check out Montana Sharp on all of her socials. Thank you yes. so much, Montana.